Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall. What's shaking? Not a lot. Not a lot today. It's a calm day. Yeah. Yeah. Mellow Fridays. It is. It's nice. Do you like mellow days? Oh, yeah. Do you? I, I like mellow lives <laughs> I, I definitely prefer things to be mellow 98 uh-huh. percent of the time uh-huh uh-huh okay i like i like my external world mellow and my internal world exciting okay that makes sense that makes a lot mo- a lot of sense yeah that's a good combination yeah because I'm, I'm i'm sort well, of what, a- do you, what do you actually experience <laughs> it's like a party in there <laughs> no I, I feel like i'm the kind of person who i'm I'm often very stimulated internally. Like I'm, I'm always like, I feel like I'm thinking about stuff a lot and churning stuff over, and um, and I, I like that. Um, but it, you add even a little bit extra kind of stimulation externally, and it's like too much. The system fries and like stuff starts smoking and <laughs> everything shuts down. Overloaded, <laughs> overloaded. Bit, yeah. So I like to, I like to keep my external world fairly mellow. All right, all right. Most of the time. Good for you. You're not going to psychoanalyze that or something? Oh, well, I mean, of course I am. <laughs> right. You're just not telling me about it. I'm just not going to yeah. share my, okay. my analysis with you. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, well, I came up with this topic or this, this uh, title. We were, we were just talking about my creative title skills. Um, and, and what I wrote down for this one was what your emotions don't mean. Um, but the idea here is that there is a habit for a lot of people or, or a myth um, that, that a lot of people believe about their emotions, that they, they mean some type of judgmental thing about them. In other words, if, if um, they feel sad, it means they're weak and useless mm. or pathetic. Um, or if they feel angry, then they're jerks or they're an asshole, or mm-hmm. um, everybody else is stupid. That's what that emotion means. I see this with uh, social anxiety a lot. Mm. Like, I've, I walk into a party, I feel anxious, dot, 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 therefore, people must think I'm awkward. Yeah, I can't do this, or I look, mm-hmm. or it means I look um, yeah, I too must, nervous. Or, exactly. Yeah. I'm screwing up this conversation. I'm putting my foot in my mouth. There you I'm go, yeah. Not making appropriate eye contact, like all that. But it all starts with that, a, an assessment of what a particular emotional state means about me and my relationship with my environment. Right, that that very, um, it can be a very natural um, assessment, but there is um, the misstep, I think, that we try to help people understand about uh, their emotions, that they don't mean certain things, right? That they don't mean um, necessarily what they've associated uh, them to mean. Yeah, and like necessarily, I feel like is the key word in there. One of my favorite metaphors for human psychology and, and emotions in particular shamelessly have stolen from you and used all the time without your permission, which is the uh, dashboard on the car metaphor and that your emotions are like lights on a, on a dashboard of your car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are plenty of times where those lights go off and it means something important. You know, when you're running out of gas and your low fuel light goes off, like that means you're getting very low on gas, right? It doesn't mean the car's a piece of crap. 
Yeah, or that it's going to blow up unless you pull over right, right now. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and yeah, but also to extend the metaphor, sometimes, especially if you have an older car, your check engine light goes off. Sometimes that means something's wrong with your engine. Sometimes your check engine light just goes <laughs> off. Sometimes like, you got a bad sensor. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think I think it's really important to cultivate a mindset that sort of takes that balanced approach to your emotions and sees them as they are signals, right? They're, in some ways, you can think of them as your they're brain pieces of information trying to tell you something, mm-hmm. but they are they're like guesses. They're your brain saying, "Hey, we think this might be going on, and you should try to do this." It's your responsibility as the person who actually steers the car to decide whether you go, yes, that makes sense for my life. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I can see why you thought that brain, but actually I have more sources of information and what you're saying doesn't make sense. Right. So to, to use a more, a more concrete example, you're out hiking in the woods, right? And a mama bear with a bunch of bear cubs cruises out in front of you 10 yards in front of you on the path, mm-hmm. you feel a lot of fear, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Which is your brain's way of saying you should get out of there, right? You are in danger, <laughs> right? Probably a pretty good emotion to listen to. That makes sense. There is a bear in front of you that could kill you. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. makes sense to um, think about your survival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either run away or slowly back away, mm-hmm. whatever makes more sense, right? Yeah. On the other hand, you are. I don't know, driving to work in the morning and the thought pops into your mind. Oh my God, my, uh, my spouse has just, you know, got on their, a plane flight half an hour ago. They're up 30,000 feet in the air. Their plane could crash. Mm-hmm. Like what if, what if their plane crashes? Mm-hmm. And again, you feel afraid, right? That fear is nudging you to do all sorts of things. Maybe it's nudging you to call your spouse. Maybe mm-hmm. it's nudging you to worry more about, all the terrible things that might happen if the plane crashes. Mm-hmm. Now, in that case, it is a real emotion. It is telling you something, but is it A, accurate, or B, even helpful to kind of follow that, where that emotion is sort of steering you? Mm-hmm. Probably not, right? Same emotion, some version of fear, right? But the context matters a lot. You can't just trust your emotions blindly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I think that's to me that that's how I. W- what do you think about that? No, I, I think that makes sense to say that you know I had this thought, um, I felt fear, um, and, and, and in that moment to be able to remind yourself that doesn't mean that that thought is true. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's likely to happen. Now it doesn't mean those things, but it is often the meaning we put on um, our, our our those things, our emotions, what we feel. That, that kind of exacerbates what we feel so yeah. much, right? When we attach a meaning to it. But, but you're right in that your emotions are bits of information. Mm-hmm. That's all. They're bits of information. And they usually tell you uh, something about your relation to something, but uh, they don't really judge you. <laughs> your, your emotions um, aren't really judging. <laughs> they don't mean anything about you as a person morally so, yeah. character logically so like, I feel afraid I'm worried about my husband oh wait that's stupid that's irrational like why am I such a nervous Nelly like why, why am I so I... weak why am exactly. I I mean when you start reading that kind of meaning in mm-hmm. um, yeah that's not what emotions necessarily mean yeah 
Yeah, certainly not. Um, but that's a slippery, not fun, pleasant slope to go down when you start assuming that A, every emotion means something really important and really important about you or and your negative character. or positive about your yeah. character or who you are. Totally. Yeah. Right. The other assumption, though, I think is even if an emotion does mean something, that doesn't mean it's helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think the idea of you have to assess emotions in the broader context. Right. right? The context of, so the analogy would be you're, you're, let's say you're driving and you're late to drop off your kid at school. Um, the, the school is, I don't know, a minute away from where you are and your, ch- your um, low fuel light goes off. Mm-hmm. Should you be 15 minutes late so that you can go out of your way and like fuel up? No, nothing bad will happen if you go drop your kid off and then go fuel up. You have plenty of... Considering that context of like, uh, given that here's my situation, this this signal doesn't mean what it would in a different situation. On the other hand, you're on the, you're in the middle of a road trip, right? You're in the middle of nowhere. There hasn't been a town in, you know, a hundred (laughs) miles and your low fuel light goes off. Has a whole new meaning. Yeah, totally (laughs) different meaning. You should definitely pay attention to new towns coming up. That's right. You should definitely focus. (laughs) So I I think that that's important. When you think about your strong emotion, that is one piece of information. We're Mm -hmm. not saying you should ignore your emotions, but you should weigh that as a piece of evidence alongside what's going on in your environment, right? Yeah. What, yeah. What, are your, what are your values? What do you actually want, mm-hmm. right? What's important to you? What does, what does logic tell you if you sort of do a pros, cons, an analysis of the situation? All these things are bits of data and evidence, and what you want to do is look at them all together, Yeah. right? Not just fixate on one particular one and ignore all the other pieces. Yeah. You know, um, surprising one one area I see this a lot is with uh, parents who feel guilty for all the things that they don't like doing for their kids. What do you mean? Give me an example. Well, they're like, oh man, my kid has two soccer practices this week that are like this long, and they are so boring. You know, they're they're five years old. They're running around, falling all over the place. It is not like fun watching. And this, you know, they're, oh. they're, they don't enjoy it. And so then they go, oh, well, because I don't enjoy it. I'm a bad parent. I'm an asshole. I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm a bad person, right? And and there's where I, where I caution this kind of, um, this is what your emotions, your, your emotions don't mean that, right? They don't, uh, it's totally reasonable that as a um, 40-year-old person, you don't enjoy watching tiny kids fall all over each other. I would be super suspicious of anyone who claimed to <laughs> Yeah, they're like, that, oh, I just, right? li- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, nothing could be more understandable than being bored out of your mind yeah, watching right. like five-year-olds try to play soccer. Yeah, but you see people judge themselves for their emotional experience or their lack thereof or yes. whatever, and, they, and then they say that this means something about me, you know, characterologically or morally, and um, it's always a good conversation to really parse that out and say, no, your emotions don't mean anything really other than bits of information about that context and, and your relation in there. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are suggestions from your brain mm-hmm. is like a way to think about them, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, but it also, one of my little, I don't know, talking points I, I, I bring up sometimes when it comes to the, that problem you're discussing of people getting um, judgmental with emotions is that th- there is no ethical system in the world I'm aware of that would say you can, you can judge something that you don't, judge yourself for something you don't have control over. Mm. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not going to judge someone as morally wrong because they have red hair, not brown hair. Right. Right. Um, or you're not going to judge yourself because it started raining on you. Like you can't control the rain. So why right. would you judge yourself for the fact that it's raining? Yeah. It's the same thing. You, you don't have direct control over your emotions. If there was a dial that you could just sort of flip up and down and then you would have direct control and then theoretically it could be something you could be morally responsible for or not. Right. But emotions happen to you. You can't be morally responsible for things that you don't have control over. So I think that's a a good thing to kind of, I mean, process that, but then also to remind ourselves of in those moments. Like it's, it feels bad. It may feel bad that I feel bored watching my kid play soccer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I am bad for right. feeling bad. Right. And that's yeah. a subtle but really important distinction. Yeah. And you might even say, oh, I wish I enjoyed this more. <laughs> sure. I just don't. And I can accept, I can accept the fact that I'm going to sit here and not like this. I wish I was like all those other phony parents who pretend to really <laughs> love their kids' <laughs> soccer matches. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, man, even if I agreed with that statement, I'm not even going to admit to I'm going to get your daughters on the show and ask them if you <laughs> yeah. if you, you were like sleeping during their soccer games. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. No, thank you. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, Let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.